Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, you are having a very good start to your day or end course depending on where you are when you're watching it um Wednesday of course halfway through the week as we head towards Sunday's game at West Ham Arsenal looking to back up that victory against Liverpool looking to make it four wins in the row in the Premier League huge huge game which we will talk about a little bit later on in the show because plenty of you have been getting in touch discussing who you would like to see start that game against the Hammer so we'll talk about that we've got lots of other Questions and comments from you guys getting involved, discussing what I was talking about yesterday in terms of Jorginho's future, Tommy Asu's contract. We'll look at Thomas Partey's fitness as he attempts to get himself fit for the second half of the season for Arsenal. Um, talk about Urien Timber as well, who's been included in Arsenal's Champion League squad, which is good news, of course. I'm not saying he's going to be back for the Porto game, but it is very good news. And again, points to the fact that Arsenal do believe he's got a very, very good chance of playing a part in this season still. So plenty to get stuck into. Myself and James Benj are going to be recording Inside Arsenal Extra Time tomorrow afternoon. So that's going to be going to be recording about 1pm tomorrow. So you've got about 24 hours or so to get your questions in for that. If you want to be involved in Inside Arsenal Extra Time uh, this week, then do the usual stuff. Go below into the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Reply with extra time at the start and then your opinion, question, comment, whatever you want us to discuss. Put it there. I'll collect some of them together. And once again, myself and James will spend a good chunk of tomorrow's show going over what you guys have had to say. OK, let's start today's show. So we will start with Thomas Partey, um, who, of course, missed the game against, well, he missed the last couple of games against Nottingham Forest and against Liverpool. Despite his return to training, he was targeting the return against Forest. Then he had his setback, obviously missed the game against Liverpool. As far as I'm aware, he's not going to be available again for this weekend's game against West Ham. That is going to come too soon for him. But I have been told that there is no, you know, we're not talking about another operation or anything like that. And I've been told that it is going to be quick in terms of when he is going to be back training with the squad. So it doesn't look like it's a long term thing again, which is obviously good news. You know, Arsenal are trying to assess, Mikel said in his press conference last week, that they're not sure if it's going to be days or if it's going to be weeks, if it's going to turn into another long-term thing. But my understanding at the moment, anyway, fingers crossed, is that the signs are that it is going to be a relatively short thing and uh, they're just taking a little bit easy with him and then he's going to be back training and hopefully he will be able to come back into this team and play a part because he's still got a huge part to play. I know it's frustrating. I can see the comments from you guys, especially after the latest setback. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. We can't rely on him. Well, I fully understand it. It's obviously very, very frustrating. You know, Whatever happens in the summer, happens in the summer. But if Arsenal can get him back fit and he can play a part in the next 15 games or so, especially in the Champions League as well, yeah, that's, it's just going to make them stronger. There's no doubt about it. As well as Jorginho played at the weekend, and he did, he was fantastic. Um, you know, you want Thomas Party fit if he's available. And if he's available, you're going to play him. 
um, because he's that good and he makes Arsenal that much better. So fingers crossed we do get to see Thomas play some part in this season. Like I said, certainly from my understanding of it, this latest injury setback is the signs right now are that it is just a, a small term thing and it's not a long term thing. And hopefully that does stay the same. But let me know your thoughts on it, of course, in the comments below, what you want to see from Thomas Partey when he comes back. Do you think he walks into this side now? Do you think Arsenal need to move on from Thomas Partey? Is it even worth playing him when he comes back? Um, I mean, my thoughts, as I said, are yes, 100%. If he's good, if he's fit, he plays because he's that good and he makes such a big difference in his Arsenal team. Certainly, when I look at the Champions League games to come for Arsenal, as well as Premier League, of course, but I still think, yeah, Champions League, you've got Thomas Partey there with his experience in that competition with Atletico Madrid, his quality in that in that competition that he's shown with Atletico Madrid as well, you get him in that side and you play him. So fingers crossed it is just a short-term thing and he's back sooner rather than later. Okay, talking about the Champions League and talking about injured players, Tom, uh, Urien Timber is included in the Champions League squad. So is Thomas Partey that has been submitted for the knockout rounds. Um, Timber wasn't included, obviously, in the in the squad for the group stages and it made absolutely no sense to include him because he was injured. So it would have just been taking up a space when Arsenal knew he wasn't going to be able to be involved, but he is involved for the knockout stages. Um, and that doesn't mean, like I said at the start, that he's suddenly going to be back playing against Porto in a couple of weeks time, but it just means if Arsenal progress into the latter stages of the competition, get through Porto, you know, get towards the quarters, the semis, then, you know, should Timber come back, which Arsenal hope he will, that uh, he will be able to play a part in this season, in this Champions League campaign. So I don't get, wouldn't get too excited. I've seen a lot of the headlines, you know, Timber's back, um, but it doesn't mean he's back. It just means that he is now available when he gets fit to be used. Whereas in the first, in the group stages, he wasn't available because he wasn't named in the A squad for Arsenal. Marquinhos isn't in it. There's no Marquinhos. Um, for Arsenal, even though he's been recalled from loan, he's currently away in Brazil at the moment in the uh, in the um, Olympics qualifying, isn't it? Um, but he's not included, even though he would be coming coming back and be available. But that is because, as I've spoken about in previous videos, there are talks on going about Marquinhos's future, and he could well looks like he probably will, in fact, be staying out in Brazil and will join someone at the end of the Olympic qualifying, whether that be Corinthians or Fluminense, it'll be someone talks are ongoing of Arsenal. And the expectation is he will seal a move, potentially one that includes an option to buy come the end of the season. So no Marquinhos in that side. Um, just going through who is in the squad, if you want to see it, the goalkeepers, Aaron Ramsdale, David Raya, James Hilson, they're in it. Carl Hine counts as under 21s. So he doesn't need to be included in the A list. He can go into the B list, which is a you know a list of twenty one under under, under 21s players who Arsenal can call up to the squad if it needs be. Defenders who are in the squad are William Saliba, Ben White, Gabriel, Yurin Timber, Kivior, Suarez, Tomiyasu, and Zinchenko. Fielders, Thomas Partey, Martin Odegaard, Leandro Trossard, Jorginho, Fabio Vieira, Mohamed Elneny, and Declan Rice. And then the forwards who are named, Bukaya Saka, Gabriel Jesus, Emil Smith-Rowe, Gabriel Martinelli, Eddie Nketiah, Reese Nelson, and Kai Havertz. So that's Arsenal's A-list for the Champions League knockout rounds. Like I said, there is a B-list there, which all the under-21s players like, you know, Wanieri, Walters, um, Cozy Dubri, Lewis Skelly, all those sort of players who have sort of been there and in and around it, uh, they can go on that and they can be called up and included in the squad. So let me know your thoughts on that. Talking about your thoughts, let's move on to some of what you guys have been having to say in the last 24 hours or so. Lots of you getting in touch about Takahiro Tomiyasu. And yesterday when I talked about his new contract, which 
isn't signed yet, but my understanding is is very close to being done and Arsenal expect it to happen. And uh, yeah, everyone's very, very happy with that deal. Surprisingly, I was talking yesterday's show and I thought, I can't imagine anyone's going to be, you know, not happy with this or not questioning the fact Arsenal are giving Tommy Asu a contract. But as is the way in football, there are a couple of people. Uh, Wayne here's one and uh, Neat and Cleats is another. Uh, Wayne says, Tommy's injury history should be considered. Agree with his contributions of what he covers, but we have sufficient injury-prone players, including Party, Jesus, Zinchenko, ESR. Did I miss anyone? Yes, an injury um, concerns me. And Neat and Cleats kind of agrees. He says, you can't imagine that Tommy's injury history would concern us. I think you've got your rose-coloured glasses on a bit for this one. Tommy's missed nearly every big stretch we've had. Uh, when we needed him to deputise most recently, end of 2023. I love Tommy's game and versatility, but his injury record is very worrying. I can't imagine he's going to get huge wages or a super lengthy contract, but we'll see. I think he'll get decent wages. I mean, he's probably not going to get huge, all things considered, when you compare him to some of the players, but I think he'll get decent wages, which reflect his importance in this squad and in the team. Um, and I imagine it'll be a four-year deal. I'm not sure 100% yet, but I think it will go through till um, 2028 potentially with an option, but we shall wait and see on that. But yeah, I mean, look, I get it. I get it. The, the injury record with Tommy Asu is something that is always on your back of your mind with him. But even having said that, and I do take your point, he has missed some crucial games like last season, but that was a freak injury. That could have happened to anyone. That wasn't because of a muscle injury or something like that. That was just because of a really, really unlucky moment when he twisted his knee against Sporting Lisbon. Um, but injuries aside, I still think it's an absolute just must when it comes to getting him to sign a new contract because of how good he is, because of the positions he can play, the versatility he can offer. Yes, the injury is a little thing to take into account, but I don't think that clouds this this deal. I think it's a very good deal and it's a very worthwhile one for Arsenal. Uh, Franny Licious, 56-50, says, Tommy would have been first choice right back, right back for the season had he not got injured just when he was finding his form. We always look more solid when he's, played, when he's uh, part of the back four. And he's going to be a valuable part of the squad moving forward. Uh, and Royal Stadness says, I'll never forget how Tommy played when he first came in. He was like a he was like a wall in man-to-man coverage. He was setting records for one-on-one defensive wins. And I couldn't believe it when the changes, Saliba pushing White out to right back, blocked him out of the team. He's an amazing player and he's also playing well with Saka overlapping and doing it well. Yes, give him a fine new contract. Yeah, look, I, I agree 100%. I'm not sure Tommy would have been first choice right back, I have to say. I still think Ben White would still be first choice. I think at the moment, it's more likely that Tommy Asu will be first choice left back in place in Zinchenko. In fact, I think before he got his injury uh, before and before he went off to the Asian Cup, I think he probably was definitely first choice left back. He would have played against Liverpool, for example. I have no doubt in my mind. You pick and choose your games, obviously, and I think that the quality of Arsenal's options defensively allows them to do that. And You can play Tommy Asu in one game, you can play Zinchenko in another game, uh, depending on how you want tactically to set up. Um, I do think, though, in the bottom one there from Royal Stad, uh, he was brilliant when he first came in, but I think White is you know, I'd be playing White over Tommy Asu. I have to say, down that right hand side, I think White has struggled a little bit with his injuries carried this season. But I thought he's been—he was certainly back to his best at the weekend. And in fact, he's looked decent ever since Arsenal got back from Dubai. Um, looks fit again, which is a really good, good thing. And you talk about the kind of options that Arsenal have. Uh, the limey here says, if we sign Tommy, which is a must, then we we're, then as well as him, we have White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Kivior, Timber, Timber, and Walters. Um, do we still need another defender in the summer? I don't think we do. It's an interesting one. I mean, it's a really solid, solid defensive options that Arsenal have when everyone's fit and available. James Benjamin was talking about it in last week's Inside Arsenal Extra Times. And, you know, there's very 
few squads in world football that can have the defensive quality that Arsenal do when everyone's fit and available. And the versatility you have there with White, you know, White can play right back, centre back, Saliba can play right back if needed, Gabriel, I mean, very much centre back. Kivior can play left back or centre back. Zinchenko, you know, can play absolutely everywhere. Timber can play all across the front line. And then you've got uh, the back line and Tomiyasu can do that as well. You know, the options and the versatility Arsenal have there, the strength and depth they have in defence is very, very good once everyone gets back fit. Of course, there's been no um, Timber to call upon all season. Zinchenko's had his injury issues and Tomiyasu's had his injury issues. And those are probably going to continue because history suggests they will because they often pick up um, problem. So I, I still think there's there's room for one more defender, as well as, as good as that is and as strong as that is. I think you always need. I mean, everywhere in every squad, don't you? You always want one more. You always want one more. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Walters goes in the summer. To be honest, though, I, I think there's there's definitely room for one more. I don't think it needs to be the priority this summer. Far from it. I think the priorities have to be further up the pitch. But it wouldn't surprise me if Arsenal looked to do something. And we know they're looking at players like Gerald Hatto at Ajax, who again offers versatility and can play in a number of positions across the back line. So um, whilst, whilst I don't think it needs to be a priority, the limey, I do think it is still something that needs to be considered. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do strengthen in that area. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Right, moving on to Jorginho now and uh, what I was talking about yesterday in terms of his future and how I believe that Arsenal really, really should take up this option and keep him for another 12 months. I think it's a no-brainer, really. Uh, the Limey, again, getting in touch, then taking up Jorginho's one-year extension is a no-brainer. He's not lost his pace because he never had any. True. His qualities are his passing, his positional sense, his game management and his leadership. He still has all of those qualities as Sunday showed. Sue my chin says, I personally don't see the point in letting Georgie leave. I also can't see the point in selling party for what we're likely to get for him. He's better off than all our midfield options when fit. If he's on 200k a week, that's 10 million per season. And say we get 10 million from him in the summer, we're saving ourselves 20 by selling him. Uh, we're saving ourselves by selling him in the summer, but then we don't, then we'd have to replace him. I'd keep I'd keep them both one more season and focus on bringing in a world-class forward this summer as I don't think we can afford both. In the summer, says Isaac, in the summer, I would definitely keep Jorginho for at least another year and let Party and Elneny go. Then I'd buy Zubmendi or Luis Douglas Luiz, I imagine that is in party's place and Patino in El Nenny's. Jorginho would be the perfect player for Patino to learn from. Lots of interesting stuff there. Uh, I agree, it's a no brainer. Limey. Sue my chin. I think the party stuff is very, very interesting there. As I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal sell party if a good bid comes in. But I have to admit, I kind of agree with you. If a decent bid doesn't come in for Thomas Party and Arsenal asked, and, they, and one didn't come in last summer, and I think it might be difficult this summer because of the injury issues he's had again this season, clubs are going to look at that and think, are we really going to pay that sort of money for a guy on that sort of wages whose injury record is pretty terrible and has barely played for a year? Um, it might be difficult. And if that is the case, then yeah, I'd probably keep him, just let him see out his contract. I don't think I'd give him a new contract. In fact, I wouldn't give him a new contract um, just because it just doesn't really make any business sense too, given his injury record. But I'd keep him for next season if a decent bid doesn't come in. And because um, he's still clearly, when he's fit, got absolutely huge amounts to offer this Arsenal team. So yeah, I wouldn't be rushing party out the door by any means, unless a decent offer did come in for him. Uh, down there, Isaac, I, 
Jorginho would be the perfect player for Patino to learn from. I have to admit, I think Patino is going to go in the summer. I'll be very surprised if Patino is still at Arsenal um, for the final year of his contract next summer. But we shall wait and see. Um, I agree, Zubmendi, you know, someone like that would be an exceptional um, addition come the summer. It won't be an easy one to do, given the interest in him from elsewhere and given how the emotional ties he has to Sociedad. We don't even know if he's desperate to leave come the summer. Uh, so it might be a difficult one to do. Douglas Louise, a player that Arsenal like, but it's going to cost huge amounts of money and there will be strong interest in him from elsewhere as well. So it's not not easy to do those type of deals, but they're, they're going to sign someone, I'm absolutely sure of it, when it comes to midfielder. And uh, they will spend pretty big money, I would imagine, to do that. Moving on to the West Ham game this weekend. Huge match for Arsenal. Absolutely huge. Uh, Theo here says, I would not start Jorginho against West Ham. Appreciate what you said about West Ham attackers. But in the reverse fixture, Moisey parked the bus at 1-1 and looked to only score from set pieces and corners, which they did. It was 1-0, you mean, not 1-1. Arsenal didn't score that game. West Ham is one of the teams you must kill off quickly and efficiently. I would start with an extra attacker unless, of course, party is fit. Uh, Mr. Voicemail Guy says, Hi, Charles, unpopular opinion, but I agree with you in choosing ESR to start against West Ham. The Hammers will certainly play a low block and nullify our efforts of getting the forwards involved in play. So perhaps having ESR there to pick up the ball, carry it, make runs into the pockets is the solution. With that said, I'd love to see Kai up top again, just being a pest to um, Agard and Zuma. And of course, seeing Tommy return to the back line in that inverted left-back role to give us added stability. All we need is our front three banging in the goals. Interesting. Yeah, I look... As we get, I said yesterday, I think I was I was sort of veering towards the bringing Smith Rowe back into the side for this game because of the way West Ham are probably going to set up. I feel like an extra attacker could well be important because of how West Ham could potentially operate. Uh, I still haven't changed my mind on that, but I wouldn't complain if they kept the, if he kept the same team that he played at the weekend with Jorginho in the midfield role. But I just think Smith Rowe could well work for this one, and I agree. If Jesus isn't fit, then Havertz absolutely starts as a number nine for me. Um, at the weekend, I thought he played really, really well against Chelsea, uh, Chelsea against Liverpool. Obviously, he didn't score, but I thought he played really, really well in that game. Caused them all sorts of problems with his um, just the aggressiveness, the way he held the ball up, the way he challenged for everything. Um, and I think he would do that again at the London Stadium. It's, but it's definitely the position I prefer Kai Havertz playing in, no doubt about it. I always feel so much more comfortable when he's playing in that role. I think he really, really helps Arsenal. I've not really seen him play badly there. We obviously needs to score more goals. It'd be good if he could do that, if he could finish a little bit better with a bit more decisiveness, like when he gets that chance he did against Liverpool. But, you know, he was excellent in that game. I thought it was a really good performance for him. And, uh, yeah, I'd certainly be keeping uh, keeping him in the side for West Ham as well. Samuel here says, Hi, Charles, this is a double. So feel free to use this as extra time discussion point if you like. Listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, Harry made a great point for the Havertz haters. If Arteta turned Xhaka uh, from zero to hero, he ultimately could do the same with Kai. I reckon that would be better starting platform uh, than pre-Arteta, Xhaka and in the more um, nurturing side than Chelsea. We should hopefully already be seeing improvements by next season. Secondly, listening to Arscast, they weighed in nicely on the Jesus debate where some silly sods are suggesting we cash in on him from a, for a clinical striker. They recommend we get another frontman who Jesus could interchange with alongside offering more ver uh, variability on both wings. Look, I agree with that 100%. I don't think if Arsenal sign a striker, sorry, when, Arsenal sign a striker this summer because I'm absolutely convinced it will happen. I don't see him coming in to be an out and out replacement for Jesus. I think he's coming in to play and operate alongside Jesus. Maybe not starting as a pair every single game, but you know, rotating and you know, Arsenal don't need to. I, I think it might be in the ask cast. I heard this line, which I thought was a really good one, saying you know Arsenal don't need um, 
to sign a replacement for Nketiah. They need to sign a replacement for Jesus. But when they when they're saying that, that doesn't mean that's Jesus out the door at Arsenal. It just means you need to be that good that you can replace Jesus. And that is really, really hard because Jesus is such a top quality player. But that's what Arsenal need to do. Um, and I do think that's what they will do come the summer. But I don't think that means the end of Jesus at Arsenal. It's not like they're going to sell him. I think if anyone goes, it would be Nketiah. You keep Jesus and you play the pair of them. At times, Jesus can start one week. The new striker can start another week. Just like what, kind of what you do at left back at the moment with Tommy Asu or Zinchenko or Timber when he's back fit. You do that with the forwards. That's how Arsenal improve now going forward. Is to, it's not about replacing the substitute, I don't think. It's about replace, if you're going to sign someone, you try and replace who's currently in the team at the moment because that's what's going to make you stronger. That's what's going to take you to the next level. And that's what ultimately is going to take you to Manchester City's level, which is what Arsenal and every other team in Europe at the moment are trying to achieve. Uh, and agree, yeah, Havertz, look, I'm absolutely... You know, there's a long way to go with Kai Havertz at Arsenal right now. I'm certainly not, um, you know, I don't believe it's 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 not going to work. I think there's really good signs at times with Kai Havertz. I think, it, I, as I said, I really like him playing in that nine or false nine role when he drops back into midfield, but does play a little bit higher up the pitch. Um, I think he's a pest. If he can work on that finishing, if he can improve that finishing a little bit, just add a little bit more decisiveness, ruthlessness, that killer instinct then he could have a big part to play over the next few years. And, you know, one year under Arteta is is not enough to um, decide if a player is going to make it or not, because it's a lot to take in. It's a lot of new things to take on board. And also, like you said, you're coming off the back of some difficult times at Chelsea, who are just a basket case of a club where anywhere can basically at the moment kill any player's confidence. And it takes quite a bit of time to recover from that. So I'm seeing some good signs from Kai Havertz at the moment. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing how that progresses over the next six months, but also next season as well. OK, everyone, that's it from me. Thank you very much for watching or listening. As usual, do appreciate your time. Anything you want us to discuss in tomorrow's show, whether that be an Inside Extra Time with myself and James Benj, or just in tomorrow's regular show in the morning, please do let me know in the comments below. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. Bye-bye. tired to clean your floors after playtime forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over let eufy x10 pro omni help powerful 8000 pa suction removes debris and mop master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease save time and keep your floors cleaner want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 dollars tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.